Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to Ticket Weeknights. This is the final hour, and we got some new faces on tonight's show. We got the track show. Uh, Timeless Tux is the name, so get used to that. We'll have that running for you guys uh, throughout the school year as this thing's going on. Uh, as we're trying to get student-athletes in here, kind of trying to tell their story um, from the student's perspective, because you don't always get that. I always kind of laugh when people say student-athletes are spoon-fed, because I see your guys' schedules. <laughs> it's it's booked it's top different. to bottom uh so yeah with that being said we got nico schultz here and chris ramsey these are going to be the timeless tux guys for us uh here on this new track show so guys how's it going tonight yeah you keep them muted on the stream there uh so otherwise we get echo but if you just pull those mics we got you live Ooh, on those man. you got to get kind of close to them though otherwise it doesn't pick everything <laughs> all right, up let's go all right guys we are here today we run our podcast, Timeless Talks, but we are here with 93.7 FM, the Ticket Sports Radio. Uh, you got your host here today, Chris Ramsey, and my boy here. Nico, the Puerto Rican Schultz, and we are <laughs> super happy to be on the first annual track, what is this, radio show ever yes, for Timeless Talks. This is a huge step in the right direction. So, Chris, do you want to break down how we started this podcast and everything kind of came together? Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and run it down for y'all a little bit. I started social media uh, growth back last year about, uh, I'll say, nine, ten months ago. Currently, I'm at 100K on TikTok, uh, 26K on Instagram. But me and Nico, we are chopping up, chopping it up one night, and we were like, man, let's just sit down and talk. Let's, I feel like we could do something with this. I feel like we have good energy, good vibes. We're good with bringing what people need to hear out of like athletes and out of like just people in general. So we sat down one night. We went in the College of Business. Uh, shout out to University of Nebraska Lincoln <laughs> for having that beautiful building. But yeah, so we sat down. We did our first podcast there. We literally were sitting down for about, an, what was it, like an hour and a half, Nico? Yeah, we were just brainstorming, dude. We were just brainstorming, <laughs> talking, man, getting the pocket. Like, we did a video just like that. And, I mean, it, it went from there, literally took off from there. We were talking about just our background and everything. And we'll tap you on with that, of course, too, because this is our first time on the radio station. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Nico... Just from our first experience, man, what, what was you thinking when we was in the College of Business? It really was a crazy time, honestly. I mean, the time in which we started this podcast, I recently got injured in track about, you know, seven months ago. And I was trying to find, you know, my passion outside of track because, you know, growing up, getting to the University of Nebraska, my whole life was sports, track, track, track. And as soon as that injury took me out for three and a half months, I was like, man, what is my purpose beyond track? Why am I here? What can I do in this situation that will, you know, give me the best outcome to pass time while I recover from this injury? And like like Chris said, we were super cool. Always seeing him at track. Always you know talking plans and goals. And one day we decided you know let's put our heads together and create something legendary. And we sat down. We thought of the name Timeless Talks. Recorded for about an hour. And ever since then, you know we never looked back. We um, I think two and a half months after we started, we ended up being on the news, the yeah, Nebraska news. That, that was, was a crazy. you know a huge step in the right direction. This summer, we recently just launched our merchandise for our podcast. We had Trey McGowan's. And, um, you know, shout out to Trey and his little brother for making it to the summer league and the NBA for the Clippers and the Lakers. It's, it's truly amazing. And, yeah, I mean, the goal of this podcast really is just 
to show insight on what it's like for student athletes, how they operate, and not even just them as an athlete, but them as, them as a person too. Yeah. Because I feel like when you're at the stage, you're at the volleyball games, the football games, you're always watching, you know, the player, the player side of things, how the player thinks, but you never get to, uh, get to know to take the time to you know realize the person, realize their goals, their dreams, how they got there, their their struggles. So yeah, I feel like this is really what this podcast is about. And uh, being on the show, like I said, it's just a blessing, man, to really just upgrade. Uh, I we didn't even have a mic like this. We started out with phone <laughs> iphone cameras and you know getting yeah. to this position now really is just uh it's truly insane yeah guys so, definitely check out the starter him and jewelers video stream as well those are those are sick shirts guys you guys design those yourself <laughs> yes sir yeah, yeah. i like those those yeah. are nice thank you thank you thank you, thank thank you. really thank appreciate you. it man also i want to take this time we should have done this at the beginning but i also want to thank canopy street market wing stop and mary ellen's food for the appreciate soul you. for helping out with the show and on 93.7 the ticket so definitely want to help you guys without so chris can you go ahead and walk people through kind of your story and you know how you ended up here at the university of nebraska talk us through you know your high school career how you got here and just you know tell the people about yourself yeah so uh yeah as i said before it's chris ramsey uh so where i began my mom was in the military i grew up in a single parent household uh my mom raised me and my sister by herself until we were about 13 years old when my stepdad came in the picture but uh i was born in virginia I traveled, I've been traveling since I was one years old. So I, I, when people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm a nomad or I'm international. Cause I mean, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, when it comes to coming and being here in Nebraska, um, I got here um, on a full ride academic scholarship uh, for the Susan Buffett Foundation. Thank you guys so much for that. Like it literally is a blessing to my life. And without you guys, I mean, I don't know where I would be right now. Um, so I'm very thankful for the Susan Thompson Buffett Foundation. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to my athletic career at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, um, being on the track team, I walked on. So I came to the university just as a student. Um, and I saw like, I saw all the track athletes, you know, running, practicing this and another. And I was like, hmm, you know, I, I feel like I could do that. So <laughs> I literally got one of my homies, Darius Love. Uh, a lot of you guys might know him, but he's a phenomenal hurdler, like phenomenal guy. Went to freaking state. He was winning nationals like he's a beast. Um, but shout out to Darius because without him, I wouldn't be here today. He got me tapped in with a coach and I walked on the track team. And I mean, here we are today, oh, four years later, we still got another year because of COVID. So thank you, COVID. Um, but yeah, we just we just been running it up out here since since that first time, man. How about you, man? Tap a sense of your experience coming up out here. You're a sophomore, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Just finished yes, my freshman year. I'm a freshman eligibility wise. Yeah, we got two completely different stories, man. So um, you were already in college when the whole COVID situa uh, situation went down. But for me, uh, that happened mid junior year of high school for me. And uh, junior year for recruiting is a really big year. And, you know, I ended up missing out on that. I was only able to compete for, I think, two or three track meets. And I'm from Illinois. I, that's where I grew up. I, I was a football player growing up. I was the quarterback for my high school. And um, track, it honestly was a side gig to get faster football. And, you know, the way things ended up working out ended up being amazing at track. So uh, junior year, I started taking that a lot more seriously. And with those four meets that I ran, I was I was ranked number one in the state for the for Illinois. I ran a 156 indoors. I ran a 49 indoors. I was, I was feeling great. And yeah, COVID was a slap to the face for everybody, especially me. It was super difficult. It shut everything down. We, we were trying to be optimistic and, you know, thought we were going to come back for outdoor season. Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> that never happened. It was it was it was a super tough time. But um, I really had to dig deep in that time period. I feel like that's 
that COVID, um, I don't even, even know what you want to call that, the COVID little season period between my junior and my senior year, I feel like that is what really pushed me to become a uh, a Division One athlete, honestly. It taught me how to, you know, train myself, um, take care of myself, be my own person. I, I really had to, you know, research and, and just kind of dig deep and think like, man, like how badly do I want to become a, div- a Division One athlete? Because that's always been a goal, is my, a goal of mine, rather it's for football, for track. And, you know, I threw all my marbles into into one one basket and I just decided, all right, we're going to train full track, full track. So that's what I did. I um, In Illinois, COVID restricted us from playing football that next season. So um, once 2020 rolled around and it was fall season, I, I manned up and decided to join cross country. And for me, I was, you know, 165 pounds, a football player and quarterback, just swole, just walked down to the cross-country course. And an actual funny story, my first ever cross-country meet, I tried to boss up all the other cross-country runners because I thought they were just skinny and, you know, weak. And so I I get out for the first 2.75 miles as fast as I possibly can, thinking I just won a cross-country race my first ever time. Bro, I passed out. (laughs) I passed out, and I'm not even exaggerating you. Like, I started seeing stars. Dude, I'm on the ground, dude. So I'm in first, right? And everything just starts going like black like, like what's going on i drop to my knees and then i drop my face first into the ground i don't know where i'm at <laughs> and all i hear is just footsteps and my coach yelling get up get up <laughs> and i was like oh man i am in for a ride so after that experience that really humbled me so that made me work even harder and i ended up you know having a great cross-country season i was i think top three on my team and that you know that was another thing that helped me become a better athlete because all that endurance and knowledge that I gained during cross country catapulted me into my next track season. And uh, that's kind of where all the magic happened. My first meet, I opened up uh, number six time in the nation for the 800. Damn. And um, I still had no scholarship offers after that. And I, that really hurt. And I was like, man, I just ran the number six time in the nation, number one in Illinois, number six in the nation at the time. And I still have nothing. And I was like, man, I really have to do something to shock the world. So um, I trained like a maniac for those two weeks, just kept telling myself it's going to work out, it's going to work out. And um, the 600-meter race uh, was, was presented to me. And someone was like, man, you should do the 600 and I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm really down to try anything. So I get into this 600 meter race, not knowing the outcome, not knowing how to run it. And you know, once the gun goes off, I run. First lap, I'm 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 in second place. Um, second lap, I'm in second place. And then third lap, some some type of demon just kicked in. I, I ended up running the running the U.S. number one time That's and insane. beating the guy in front of me. And as soon I can't even exaggerate. As soon as the race finished and I pick up my phone, I have like five college coaches texting Yo, me. Like crazy. like the starters, like the University of Iowa texted me. I had a, a people from Illinois texting me. Uh, like I gained like 25 Instagram followers. It was insane. It was it was just a, a surreal experience. And then um, like I said, I was already in contact with the University of Nebraska. I weighed out my options, and then you know. Go Big Red, baby. I'm here now. Yes, so, sir. yeah, this is how I uh, – that's my story and how I ended up at the University of Nebraska. So We like that. We like that. So, uh, Nico, like what was the deciding factor that brought you here to Nebraska? <sighs> it was a tough one. It was a tough one. It's actually crazy how things worked out too. So, um, Coach Harris, uh, shout out to him. He actually was the one who recruited me and kind of gave me the rundown, and um, you know, how I can help the team and kind of uh, where were we at in a position. I know that they were third at the Big Tens that, uh, that following year, and he was like, we really need a mid-distance guy. And um, I really just want to be a part of something great. I wanted to help out a team and anything possible. Um, the University of Nebraska, I mean, the culture here. It's insane. Yeah, it's really insane, man. Yeah. And like I said before this, I actually never went to a football game. So this being – or a uh, college football game. So this yeah. being my first ever football game, you know, I, I just ran into that. And, um, yeah, after that, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to – I'm just going to go for it. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And I like the distance too. I, I'm really about being independent and uh, growing into my own person. So, 
I feel like the distance between here and Illinois really just um, really helped me out. That's good. That's so, good. yeah. Hey, speaking of that Nebraska freaking lifestyle, man, go Big Red. Like, <laughs> my, like it's it's crazy. My first time out here, like, uh, when, when college started up for me, freshman right. year, in the beginning, you know, there was no COVID freshman year. We're all excited. We're all hot. We're all ready to go. Um, so... They got the football games. Everyone knows about the Nebraska football games. Sea right. of Red is crazy, bro. Like yeah. it's seeing, different. It's 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 <laughs> different. Like, I mean, you would you would think it's just like I mean, everyone's getting a million dollars. Like how excited <laughs> and how lit everyone is. And then, but that's what brings that Nebraska yeah. community. Like that's that's what I find a whole lot of love in when it comes to Nebraska. Because it's like no matter what the weather is, no matter like how how the teams are going or like how people's moods are man everyone's going to get hyped for those games everyone's going to support and you know when it comes to nebraska that's that's why i find a lot of passion in and because like i've been i've been to some other colleges um before like just to go look around but like no energy is like the nebraska energy i could i could say that for a fact so everyone out there that support nebraska man we appreciate y'all and we love y'all because without y'all man we would not be doing what we do or have what we have. So <laughs> In the same position, right? Yeah. Chris, let's go ahead and give the people some full transparency between what it's like to be a student athlete at the University of Nebraska. So walk through just like kind of a normal day in the life and, you know, what you have to go through, uh, what you have to get done, <laughs> and just kind of your priorities from day to day. Man, so um, like, like I said before, this is my senior year. Uh, my freshman year, I was the first half. I was not on the track and field team. I was just a regular student. So, um, like, it was it was crazy. Like, every day, you know, going out with the friends, you know, partying, you know, the college lifestyle. It's, it's nice, but at some point you have to find where your priorities lie. And then when I – I feel like that's what happened when I got on the track and field team. Like, I had to start realizing, okay, where do I really want to be? What do I really want to do? What do I want to stand for? What do I want people to see me as? And what do I – like – who can I be to make my younger self happy type type deal? Right. So I started, I mean, from there, you know, it was, I would like to say it was school first before uh, track, but I mean, I, I got, <laughs> I got the grades that I needed. We'll say that. Right. Um, but yeah, so going through the day-to-day experiences, man, getting up early, got to get my stretches. Nico put me into the AM workouts. Also, I did bodybuilding this uh, summer that put me into the AM workouts. So I got AM workouts, AM stretches. Um, AM lifting, and then from there, I'm hitting my class. After class, if if I got time, we hitting breakfast or before before the class hitting breakfast. And then after that, man, it's another class, and then another workout session, then another stretch, and by the time that's over, you got to do homework and then sleep. So the day is full of just life, though. Like, it's like when you, when you work in your job, man, where you got people coming in 24-7, it's life. Like, time flies, and it's fun, and it's exciting. Like, you love what you're doing. But without those people, it's boring. Right. So I feel like without, without that passion in people's lives, without that track, for me right now, currently, it's boring. Like, I had an injury. Um, last year, I had a hamstring injury. When that happened, like, um, you know, I started tapping in with social media a lot more, but... I mean, it was it was kind of it was kind of low for me uh, mentally and physically. Like I, um, I wasn't looking at myself in the mirror anymore. Like I had the hoodie on. Like you know, body dysmorphia stuff. I wasn't proud of my physical appearance. I felt like I wasn't strong. Was getting like weaker. I mean, obviously I was because I wasn't training. But like it really hit me mentally, and I feel like that's what happens with a lot of athletes that people don't see and don't realize. Um, but you know, I kind of I mean, I got my stuff back together. 
uh, got got did my bodybuilding in the summer, and then, I mean, the days now were pretty much the same, man. Get up, get my stretches in, get the routine in, get the workouts. Me and Nico just did a pool workout yesterday. <laughs> this man freaking killed that man, <laughs> bro. I was you guys drowning. doing laps. No, we not even. He got me. I don't even know. Aqua he... jogging. We were just doing this for 25, 30 Aqua minutes. Running, it, was, bro. it was messed up. I was drowning. <laughs> he, he came in there talking about let's do 20. He saw me struggling. He was like, okay, let's do 10. Yeah, we covered that time. <laughs> He's too big to save out the water, man. I was doing that. But yeah, like that's that's pretty much a lifestyle when it when it comes to, I mean, being a student athlete. I mean, you, you got to make sure you gain your grades so you can compete. And you got to make sure you are getting the work in so you can compete well. Right. and like reach your goal so that's that's how that goes i do way. appreciate you sharing that though because you know not, not a lot of people you know realize how much pressure like each one of us athletes do put on ourselves to try to perform at a very best level i mean there's times where you can do everything right you can eat right sleep right stretch right have the best you know training of your life and you can show up to a track meet and just completely just not have it that day completely yeah. just you know have the worst performance and mentally that is so fatiguing and so difficult and it's just just to be able to kind of be have that vulnerability and just accept that like man like i'm not gonna win every single race or i'm not gonna win every single competition it's difficult especially at the at the division one level especially in the big 10 because you know there's so many athletes that want to achieve the same goals that you want to achieve so i mean there's just very tiny minuscule factors that go into you know everything that has to get done the right way so whenever you see like a champion like just know like there was so much behind the scenes to to you know make that even possible to make that dream really come true so i mean it's tough it's t it's definitely a tough a tough road a tough um a tough lifestyle but i mean i love it i mean i i, I knew it was this what what it was coming in and i'm sure chris can attest to this like like you know college is amazing it's college it's great amazing. the people you meet the opportunities you have um even in the losses and the wins, I mean, like, like I said, dying at practice, like Man, for track athletes, you, <laughs> our sport is literally other people's punishments in a sense. Like we literally are running, and it's yeah, great. Bro. It's great. I I truly have an amazing time at practice, getting better, and just you know knowing that I'll be you know better off performing than I was yesterday. So, yeah. So my boy Nico, what is something like the biggest thing that you learned last year? Because last year you had that injury, you came back, and me and you went to your first outdoor meet. What would you say was like a highlight of that or something that it's going to stay with you forever from that from that experience from your first college outdoor meet? Yeah. So to give you guys a little bit of context, I got a stress reaction injury back in January last season. I ran one race, got a stress reaction injury, knocked me off for three and a half months. And through those three and a half months, I was still lifting on one leg because they gave me a cast. I was still doing abs and I was even able to bike and pull. So um those three and a, three and a half months pass and it's the last meet before the big 10 championship and so my coach is like you know what just give it a shot see what you got and um you have to run an attach though to make sure that you secure your red shirt for the next season and i was like okay we'll do that and there was a kansas state meet that was coming up kansas state what was it like two and a half hours away yeah, i want to say it was about a two and a half hour drive you had to drive yourself there get your own food get your own hotel and i jumped right on that and i was like you know what i think i'm in good enough shape to really get after it let's go and first guy I called up was chris chris and i'm completely down let's go we made a little youtube video out of it check it out at uh, nico schultz on youtube but so we we take this trip down there i'm super nervous don't know where i'm at um i like i said i was injured for you know three and a half months i was on a couch uh with a cast on and so i as soon as i get out the cast the first thing i'm doing is racing and so i Wait show up to this track meet um 
like I said, people prepare, people were preparing me for the worst. People looked at me like I was crazy. Like, you really want to compete? Like, are you serious right now? Like, you were just injured for three and a half months. So um, I get to the track meet. My teammates were actually at the same track meet too, which actually made it pretty funny. So I'm racing against my teammates that were healthy. Uh, most of them, some of them were healthy. And it's the first meet back. So, you know, the first heat, the first heat was us. I stepped up to the line. The gun goes off. And, you know, for the, through the first, I think, 350 meters, I'm kind of in the middle of the pack just trying to feel out how my body feels. And honestly, I felt amazing. So after 400 meters hit, um, I jumped to second place. I'm chilling, I'm chilling. And then 500 meters in, I'm in first place. And I'm like, wow, there is no way I'm in first place right now. And I maintained first place all the way through the rest of the race and ended up PRing by two seconds. It was a lifetime PR for me. It was insane. I crossed the line. and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Like, I can't believe what I did. And then uh, the second heat went, it was the faster heat. And then one guy ended up running a time faster. He ran a 151. But they had a pacer in that race. So um, I think if I would have been in that heat, I would have gave him a run for his money. But then uh, it was actually pretty funny because the funniest experience out of that whole entire thing was getting asked to run at the Big Ten Championship. After that, the coaches came up to me like, do you want to run at Big Tens? And I really, really wanted to say yes, but the only downside to that was losing my red shirt. Because if I chose to compete that one race, I'd sacrifice a whole entire outdoor season just for one race. And I wasn't willing to do that. So I declined and, you know, just, you know, took that race for what it was and went into the offseason. But after looking at the results of what the 800-meter times were at Big Tens, I would have placed second at the Big Ten Championship oh, with that time that I ran. It was a slow year. They played it super conservative and tactical, and my time would have placed me second overall at the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> That's insane. So I was in pain. I saw that at home, and I'm like, oh, my, yeah, yeah. I was at home. I was in complete agony. I was like, there's no way. I mean, I, it was still, I still to this day think that was the best decision for me yeah, was definitely. to not take that race. But, man, that hurt. Like, I was like, man, I could have been at the Big Tens with a medal right now. Yeah. But man. The Big Tens was that next week, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah that would have been insane. Uh, with that being said, though, we do got to get to our first break here. Uh, but stay tuned in. This is the debut of Timeless Talks. Uh, we got Nico Schultz, Chris Ramsey. Uh, these guys will be hanging out with us for the rest of the hour, so stay tuned in for that. We will be back on 93.7 The Ticket right after this.